0: Welcome to More Than Ink. Hey, remember when the Israelites were leaving Egypt? They got all that
1: jewelry. Yeah, the
2: Egyptians just gave it to them because they asked.
1: Yeah, gold and silver plundered.
2: And what did they do with it?
1: What did they do with it? They built a tabernacle.
2: Well, how could they be carrying enough earrings and nose rings to build a
1: tabernacle? There was plenty, and you'll be surprised to find out how much today on on More More Than Than Ink. Ink. Well, welcome to our dining room table, and we really are sitting (laughs) at our dining room table. And across from me is the lovely Dorothy.
2: And across from me is the wonderful Jim.
1: Yes, so here we are in the new year, 2023. Uh, and we're continuing the project of building the tabernacle, build the stuff. We've got the, we got the plans, the materials, and now we're building stuff.
2: Matter of fact, We're getting so close to the end of the process that by the time we finish this discussion today, we'll have the official summary and the real record of yeah. who did what and how much they spent. And so what exactly did this
1: project cost <laughs> us? The summary anyway. Statement. Yeah. So it's, a, it's actually, it's a pretty eye opener. So, uh, so we're going to continue to build. We're building now, uh, in the outer court, the court outside the tabernacle. Right. And, uh, and so we pick this up now in chapter thirty eight and uh verse nine. And when it,
2: and when it begins in verse nine it says that he made the court, what it's talking about is he made the the surrounding, the yes. walls, the uh the curtains hanging on their right. in their frames. Right. So should we start reading?
1: Yeah, and when it says he Oh it, Bates L It's Bates but in this particular case we're pretty sure this is him being foreman of these right. things. He can't right. do all this, this stuff. This is not a one man job. Right. So uh so this guy, Mr. Well, we'll mention him in a second. So okay, here we go.
2: Okay, Bait's and his name means in the shadow of God. In the shadow of God. So, verse 9. And he made the court. For the south side, the hangings of the court were of fine twined linen, a hundred cubits. Their twenty pillars and their twenty bases were of bronze, but the hooks of the pillars and their fillets were of silver. And for the north side, there were hangings of a hundred cubits. Their twenty pillars and their twenty bases were of bronze, but the hooks and the pillars and their fillets were of silver. And for the west side were hangings of fifty cubits. Their ten pillars and their ten bases, the hooks of the pillars and their fillets were of silver. And for the front, To the east, fifty cubits. The hangings for one side of the gate were fifteen cubits, and their three pillars and three bases, and so for the other side. On both sides of the gate of the court were hangings of fifteen cubits, with their three pillars and their three bases. All the hangings around the court were of fine twined linen, and the bases for the pillars were of bronze, but the hooks of the pillars and their fillets were of silver. The overlaying of their capitals was also of silver, and all the pillars of the court were filleted with silver. And the screen for the gate of the court was embroidered with needlework and blue and purple and scarlet yarns and fine twisted linen. It was twenty cubits long and five cubits high in its breadth, corresponding to the hangings of the court. And their pillars were four in number. Their four bases were of bronze, their hooks of silver, and the overlaying of their capitals and their fillets of silver, and all the pegs for the Tabernacle and for all the court were all around were of bronze.
1: Yeah, okay. This is a lot
2: of embroidered work,
1: right? (laughs)
2: incalculable yards of
1: fine linen. So picture it again. You've got the big tent, which is the tabernacle, but then you have a courtyard that's larger than the tabernacle. So this is just a wall. This is a wall. This is like a fabric wall, a fabric rectangular wall that's about 150 feet long on its longest sides, 75 feet long on its narrowest sides. It, uh, the longer sides go east to west, right, and the entrance right. faces the east, where the sun comes up, and uh, and you have all this wonderful linen and stuff, and it's held it's held up with sticks, which sit in very heavy bases, and uh, and so this is what it is, and it's got an entry, it's got an entry, uh, which is the gate, it's always called the gate, and uh, and the gate doesn't have doors on hinges it has more fabric. It's curtains. and It's curtains, right, that you through. That's what he just described here, and we've been anticipating this coming. Uh, The the more specific details back in chapter 27 about how to make it, what it should look like, and boom! Here we do. It's done.
2: Well, it's emphasized when we talk about these, the needlework in blue and purple and scarlet yarns and fine twisted linen. Those were expensive Expensive. colors associated with
1: royalty. Yeah, And as well, it was something that you'd clothe yourself with, but would you make would you make walls wall curtains (laughs) i mean yeah it's really it's really kind of odd in that particular sense but it's not supposed to be it's supposed to look very different and this looks very different because of this i mean it's just it's splendid to look at and and now there's a lot of there's a lot of metal involved because Mm -hmm. these these big poles that go up can't really go down into the ground so they sit in these bases very heavy Heavy bronze bases yeah and that holds them down um these bases also exist to hold up the, you know, inside the tabernacle walls. But they're they're not made of bronze in no, they're there. They're gold in there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so here's the more common area. And that's what the court is. It's a more common area just one step away from the presence of God. Or maybe two steps well, away. Well, you
2: know, now that I think about it, most everything out there in the courtyard is bronze.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's,
2: it can stand the weather. It's outside, mm-hmm. but also it's associated with sacrifice yeah. and with the burning. So it's, it's the, you know, the more a, more
1: common metal. It's meant yeah. to be, yeah. It's meant to be the place where sinful men are. So it's bronze. It's not gold and silver. Mm. Yeah. So that that's really very very clear. Um, but it it rings the area. It's an enormous amount of textiles. They must have been working on this for eons.
2: Well, yeah. You know, it crossed my mind. How long did it take them to actually produce all this stuff? Well. I kept coming across a figure of six months, and I'm thinking, well, you would have to have an awful lot of women weaving a lot and of weaving. a lot of people embroidering yeah. to produce this much fabric in six months.
1: Yeah, you don't go down to the store and buy bolts of fabric. No. You, you weave it one thread at a time.
2: Well, yeah. and this is linen, so it's woven from a plant material, plant from material. flax. Yeah. And so whether yeah. they were carrying it out of Egypt or whether they were. I don't know, I don't know. They That's where it they from. They need
1: a lot of it regardless but but yeah it's not growing in the desert I don't think would don't that be growing so. in the desert I Flax don't think was so. a
2: cultivated crop in Egypt. Yeah,
1: yeah. So anyway, so now we have that court and and remember what's inside the court? So remember we got this big rectangular walled court. It doesn't have a roof on it. It's open. Right. Uh, but but inside that first off is the tabernacle itself which is pushed over to the west end of it. But then on the east end half of it you've got You've at the got, entry end. At the entry end, yeah. So so you've got that place to sacrifice animals and then you've got the washing labor that's just, that's between where you sacrifice and, and, and that. And I and I think is that the only two things in the courtyard? Are those I two things? So. I think in so. In this too.
2: description it is. There's yeah. the bronze the bronze basin that they washed in that and then the, the bronze uh, altar of sacrifice.
1: Right. And so this courtyard is described by that. By the way, too, kings also had courtyards in the design of their of their castles in a sense you know their homes so and that was that was the general meeting area outside of where the king himself lived. yeah the public place and so if people would come and appeal they could come in the courtyard but they couldn't actually go inside without the king's permission and they definitely couldn't go into his throne room without his permission or you'd be killed so that ancient that that ancient idea which is very common is is pictured right here you know this courtyard is someplace where the people can be but man you don't walk into the tabernacle and once you're inside the tabernacle you don't walk past the veil into the presence of god so it's 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 all it's all king imagery and god is their king so it it fits well let's should we move on to the materials yeah
2: because this is a it this is a summary statement it's like we're wrapping up the project now And uh, so there's a list of responsibilities and materials and kind of a summation here. Do you want me to start reading?
1: Yeah, starting 21. And it's it's a nice summary of the craftsmanship and who's responsible.
2: These are the records of the tabernacle, the tabernacle of the testimony, as they were recorded at the commandment of Moses, the responsibility of the Levites under the direction of Ithamar, the son of Aaron, Mm -hmm. the priest. Hmm. Bezalel the son of Uri the son of Hur of the tribe of Judah made all that the Lord commanded Moses and with him was Aholiab the son of Asi- Ahisamah i a symbol over that of the tribe <laughs> of Dan an engraver and designer and embroiderer in blue and purple and scarlet yarns and fine twisted linen okay let's stop there for ah, a minute
1: so now we know Aholiab he's actually more in charge of the textile side and well, the, of the artistic the, design of the
2: soft artistry mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. whereas Bezalel is the craftsman of the metalworking yeah. and, the, and the wood carving. Yeah, but It's yeah. interesting to me that there are the names that are listed here. We have Moses, right? He's mm-hmm. the one that received the commandment from God and dictated it and then made clear that the responsibility for all of this falls to the Aaronic priesthood, right. to the, the priesthood. Levites. The priesthood. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ithamar, the son of Aaron, is the one who administrated that, according to this passage. And then we have the two chief artisans, mm-hmm. Bezalel and a holy app. these two men have been called out repeatedly in these last two chapters chapters 31 33 35 36 37 Uh, and in 31 2 god says now i've called these two by name Mm -hmm. and given them my spirit and invested them with the ability to do and to teach these things yeah yeah so uh, it's just beautiful to me that god spoke these men's names again and again and again yeah as the ones that he designated to lead this artistic
1: endeavor. Yeah, and it's very practical. I mean, we need people who are skilled to know how to do this kind of stuff. And names are
2: important. And
1: names are important, and, and their claim to fame is they're the guys God has picked to do this, but it. it but God has given them this skill. That was very right. clear, and his spirit is in them, which is very clear, Which which is really necessary in many respects because in interpreting God's word about the design of the tabernacle, Uh, like for instance I brought this up last time he says okay so you need to make you need to make pictures of cherubim or you need a fashion cherubim right well what do those look like? <laughs> right. So, in some of the interpretation of God's words, these guys are filled with God's spirit, and they go, "Oh, yeah, I know what that is, and we can do this." So, so there really is a supernatural sense in which they not only understand God's design, so they can interpret it, you know, but they're also supernatural in the sense that they have skills that make them able to do it and direct other people to do it. It says they were also able to teach people how to do it. Right. So, these guys are clearly, these guys are clearly molded by God to be key in the middle of the whole building of the tabernacle
2: which may be part of the reason that we have their names over I think and so. over and over again yeah. but also the meaning of their names is not slight yeah. right we have we have a holyab father's tent father's tent and wow there's a coincidence Bezalel in the shadow of god <laughs> yeah right so yeah. we're told over and over and over again these beautiful things were constructed in the shadow of god the work on the father's tent under yep. his own
1: supervision yeah yeah, and it'll come it'll come to fruition really nicely when we get to the end of the book because at the end of the book when they put it all up, you have to ask yourself, well, did did God approve of it? <laughs> and and how he proves of it is he shows up. He shows up. You remember that cloud and yeah, the fire and indeed, stuff like he that. He does. So in a real sense, I I can I can see them sitting there and and being under God's shadow is uh-huh. literally what one of these craftsmen right. are. And he and he will experience that at the end of this. He's completed this and he suddenly knows he's done well because now his name will actually be, I'm under the shadow right
2: now. You know, that makes me think I, I had an experience not too long ago where I was preparing to do what I regarded as a holy task. And during the weeks ahead of time, I had an increasing sense of uh, the only thing I could Call it was the approach of holiness. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Just had a sense of growing holy purpose during those weeks of preparation, and I wonder if that just wasn't a teeny little glimpse for me into what these two men must have experienced. Yeah,
1: I I think it is. I think it is because they are they are committing their lives now to completing God's words Mm -hmm. into this tabernacle, and it's and you know when we mention the word holy. It's poorly thought of as just being, you know, without any sins. But but holy really means set apart separated, for a purpose, completely yeah.
2: separated for a unique. So purpose. these guys have
1: clearly been set apart for a purpose, and so and so that's what makes their work holy.
2: And what they were producing would be set apart yes. for this holy purpose. Yeah,
1: and when God calls things holy, like His tabernacle, He's saying this is set apart. For a purpose. Set apart from what? Well, set apart from the commonality of the world. I mean, you're actually seeing a little piece of heaven here. That's apart from this place. So that's what makes it holy as well. It's well, got a purpose and it's different. And than it's else. designated
2: by God. It's the presence of God that makes it holy.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I remember when Solomon, when Solomon, uh, dedicated the temple when he built right when he, you know, built, he built the built actual brick and mortar one end, you know it's his his uh his prayer is great because he says you know it's not like we're thinking you this is big enough to hold god right because it's not that's jim's translation but you know it's not, like <laughs> Freely this is, it's not like this is big enough to hold god but this is the place that god has designated that we can come to god and right. meet with him and bring bring our request and we can come here and so in that sense, it sort of is, well, it is God's house, but that doesn't mean it's big enough to contain God.
2: No, but it is his designated place on human scale right. where he will meet with
1: us. Right. And because that's
2: what he said at the very beginning. That's right, right,
1: where he'll meet with us. I'll
2: meet with you there.
1: And and it gets called so often, not just the tabernacle, but the tent of meeting. Right. So that's that's really what this thing is. That's what this is. Well should we push on yeah, to here the, we
2: get the inventory. Yeah this the, is a this, this is, yeah, is fascinating. Yeah good old
1: good old Ithamar was <laughs> this kind of
2: tells us the construction is over, yeah, right? Because yeah, here's yeah. the let's sum here's up the, the material the receipt. <laughs> yeah so
1: if Ithamar mentioned before is, is like their big accountant and this is this is his accountant uh, you know report. You know so what did it take to build this place? Okay. So Verse here we go. 24.
2: So all the gold that was used for the work in all the construction of the sanctuary the gold from the offering was 29 talents and 730 shekels by the shekel of the sanctuary
1: okay stop there Uh uh-huh because we're going to get a metals report here's gold first we'll go gold silver bronze and we'll get amounts okay so so what's
2: that worth today
1: so being the nerd that i am (laughs) i looked it up too but go ahead (laughs) well you can do the math with me you know we're talking 29 talents 29 a talent is about 75 pounds is what i use so when you multiply that it's over two thousand pounds of gold And 2,000 pounds of gold at today's, uh, quote, I just saw it closed uh, a couple days ago at $1,800 an ounce. So it comes out to about $64 million Mm, in today's money. mm -hmm. But it's a ton of gold. And not just, you know, euphemistically, it's 2,000 pounds. It's 2,000 pounds of gold. And then he also mentioned, that's just the talents, okay? then he mentioned 730 shekels. And a shekel is another weight as well. It's much smaller. smaller. Uh, And a a shekel is, uh, well... Yeah, a shekel is about the weight of four pennies.
2: <laughs> it was a coin you would carry in your pocket. It was
1: a coin that you would carry, yeah. So if you took four pennies and you pounded them together and made a coin, that's a shekel. That's what it weighs. So the shekels is really here, That those 730 shekels, that's only 17 more pounds, 17 or 18 more pounds of gold. Um, but they, but they
2: didn't round up the figures.
1: That's right. <laughs> that's the yeah, point. Yeah. they
2: want to know exactly how much gold they use.
1: Yeah, so there we go. And it, and it might have actually when he separates that out from the twenty nine talents, which is like it's sort of like bar gold versus right, as opposed to some what people coins. gave
2: out of their yeah. personal income. Yeah,
1: so we so this is a lot of gold. We're talking two thousand pounds of gold, which and, and remember for the lampstand we only needed seventy five. We only right. needed one talent. So the rest of it is for. Uh, is for the mercy seat, the solid slab on top of the ark, as well as all the gold plating. All the gold plating went all over would been hammered all the wood. Yeah, yeah, there was no exposed wood in the whole thing. But everything, not everything, a lot of things were made of wood. And so, if they're inside the tabernacle, they were coated with gold. Mm-hmm. They were wrapped with gold. So we always, you know, we know you can take gold, hammer it flat, you know, and and lay it on things. And so that's what they did. That's an awful lot of gold. And it all came out of Egypt. It all came out of Egypt. They were carrying it with them. Yeah, all came out of Egypt. And if you remember back in chapter 12 in Exodus as they were leaving, it said, "You know, I'll I'll read it for you, the people of Israel had also done as Moses told them, and they had asked the Egyptians for silver and gold jewelry and for clothing, and the Lord had given the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians so that they let them have what they asked. And then his comment is, thus they plundered, they plundered the Egyptians. That's the word you use when you conquer an army. They plundered them. So this is that plunder. It was a
2: lot of stuff.
1: Yeah, this is that plunder. Well, let's move to the okay. silver. Okay, silver verse account.
2: 25. The silver from those of the congregation who were recorded was 100 talents and 1,775 shekels by the shekel of the sanctuary. A becca ahead, that is half a shekel by the shekel of the sanctuary. For everyone who was listed in the records from 20 years old and upward, for 6... 603,550 men. The hundred talents of silver were for casting the bases of the sanctuary and the bases of the veil. A hundred bases for the hundred talents, a talent, a base, and of the 1,775 shekels, he made hooks for the pillars and overlaid the capitals and made fillets for them.
1: Yeah, okay, so now we got a lot of silver. And we have a lot of silver. And if you remember back in chapter 30, there was a they did a census. That's these 600,000 men. And everyone had to contribute a half a shekel it's a becca and so a half a shekel is about two pennies in weight yeah it's
2: a very small amount for individual but when you got two million people well yeah so i did that
1: math too (laughs) and six hundred thousand men times you know about two pennies in weight comes out to seventy three hundred pounds and it turns out previously on here it says a hundred talents well a hundred talents times 75 pounds is about seventy five hundred pounds so they actually match so it looks as though uh, the the Beckas and the Shekels and the 100 Talents aren't different sources. They're one and the same. So what we have right here is 600 people, 600,000 people contributing two pennies of silver a piece, and in the end, you come up with 7,500 pounds of silver. It's huge.
2: Okay, and the worth of it?
1: I didn't look that one up. Okay, so the less.
2: figures that I found were a couple a couple years old, so it's not a current price, but it's over $2 million in yeah, silver. Yeah,
1: it's, it's still pretty pricey. It's still a
2: lot of money, but yeah. not anywhere near the amount of gold.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting. So for comparison, we have 2,000 pounds of gold, and we have... We have seven thousand pounds of silver, so right. it's just a lot more silver, which is good because all the weighted bases in the actual right, tabernacle. The heavy stuff. They're all cast of solid silver. Right. So that's that's pretty necessary. Um, so we've got a lot of silver right there. But yeah, it looks as though it all came from this census tax. Yeah. And and it wasn't it wasn't a lot. I mean it just it just amounts to it just amounts to about five grams of silver per person. I mean it's almost like two earrings. It's yeah, it's about it.
2: Dropping your quarter in the box. Yeah, it's <laughs> very light. It's
1: it's very very light. In fact, if you if you're holding a piece of paper, it's on the it's about what a piece of paper, two pieces of paper weigh. Okay,
2: so it's more like a nickel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right.
1: yeah. So, but it's it's a ton, and, and so it's really nice here. You have a great picture of the fact that in building the tabernacle, it's not just one big Shazam thing. It's hundreds of thousands of people contributing a little bit yeah, and making that, a place for, to meet with God.
2: That representational participation yeah. of every person. Counted.
1: Yeah, yeah. Everyone can look at it and say a piece of me is in there.
2: Right. Okay. We need to press on. Bronze. So verse twenty-nine. The bronze that was offered was seventy talents and two thousand four hundred shekels. And with it, he made the bases for the entrance of the tent of meeting, the bronze altar, and the bronze grating for it, and all the utensils of the altar, the bases around the court, and the bases of the gate of the court, and all the pegs of the tabernacle and all the pegs
1: around the court. Wow. So bronze, we don't have as much bronze as we have silver. So this is about five thousand pounds of bronze, um, and and I, you know, was it all mirrors that they took? <laughs> Out of Egypt, well, I don't know because we talked about the mirrors last time.
2: Yeah, you no, know, because the that says that the only thing made out of the mirrors was the uh the bronze laver. Oh, the right? labor. Yeah, that's true. So this bronze would have had a lot of. other No, I was sources. just thinking
1: what are what other bronze things that they take that wasn't jewelry or maybe it was jewelry. I don't well,
2: know. Well, I don't know. Egyptian just about anything that would be metal that would be functional and. Yeah, less expensive but yeah. functional. Yeah, yeah would be right, bronze. right.
1: It's a cheaper metal to to manufacture. It's still quite precious because metals in the ancient times were precious regardless of what they were. Um, silver and gold, of course, for us is precious because there's there's not much of it. But it turns out bronze is is easier to mine. It's easy to manufacture. So it's used for routine things. So it's really the the metal of the people in that. Well, isn't sense.
2: bronze an alloy?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's an alloy. So
2: whereas the silver and the gold would be unalloyed, pure. those would be pure.
1: Yeah, yeah. So so here you know thanks to the tremendous accounting of Ithamar <laughs> we realize that we realize that there's there's upwards of 70 to 80 million dollars in current estimation of just the metal and that says nothing about the fine linen which is also for them extraordinarily right, expensive right. because it's so labor intensive
2: It's just really an interesting summary statement. The records, the records of the tabernacle, right? The records of the tent, the tabernacle of the testimony, lest you forget that we're talking about this holy building, the place where the words of God reside, right? As they were recorded at the command of Moses. So here's kind of the whole wrap-up statement. We got the, God said, I want you to build it. Here's the instructions. Mm -hmm, Moses repeated mm -hmm. the instructions, and then we had all the execution of the building, and now here's the actual the, the final thing, the sign-off document. Yeah, right, right? right. Yeah, right.
1: Yeah, I dare say must one of the, maybe the most opulent um, home for a king ever made, especially one in the tent in a desert. Just,
2: that they it, were going to break down and carry around. And they're
1: going to carry it around for a long time, yeah. Well, at, at this point, at the end of chapter 38, we have made everything with one exception. We still have the high priest garments that we have right. to make. And that'll that'll come next time when we come back to this. But uh, but after we get the high priest after we get the high priest clothed, you know we're ready to put this baby up. ready
2: to build it and and use it
1: and see if see god it. will arrive yeah will <laughs> god be the, take up habitation that'll be the ultimate test of all that so next time when we get together we're going to go into chapter 39 there's only 40 chapters so we're getting close right. we'll go into chapter 39 and we'll look at we'll look at making the priest's garments and once he's fully clothed then we can actually get the ball rolling and make this thing work and put it up so that's pretty exciting any, any last comments on this?
2: Well, I was just thinking back to what God had told them at the beginning, back in chapter 25. He says, now I want you to build me a place, right? In verse 8 of chapter 25 of Exodus, mm-hmm. let them construct a sanctuary for me that I may dwell among them. According to all that I'm going to show you is the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all the furniture, just so you shall construct it. Well, that's the big part of this part of the book.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: But when he goes right into then constructing the ark or giving the instructions for the ark, he says, and there I'll meet with you. I'll meet with you. Over the, oh, over the testimony on the mercy seat. There right. I'll meet with you. Right. That's where I'm going to dwell. Yeah. So I I just think we can't bear to lose sight of the no. purpose of this building. We're
1: not just building a building because we need to build a building. Right. This, or is, this tent. This is God's God in their manifestation midst, of being with them, providing a yeah.
2: place to meet with them.
1: Yeah. And if you wonder, you know, is God really interested in us? Does mm. He really want to be with us? Uh, and uh, does He really want to be with me when I'm fully aware of how pervasive my sin is? Well, sin is a problem, but God has provided a way for us to meet with him, and that's through the blood of Christ, and that's what this is all trying to make it's a picture of. it all
2: points to. Is
1: that God wants to be with us, we have a problem with sin, he's taken care of the problem of sin, and now we can come to the throne of grace based on what Christ has done for us, his sacrifice for us that we pass by as we walk toward the center. Right. So this all has gigantic visual import into the into the bigger picture of what Christ has done for us as our sacrifice lamb and opening the veil and making a way for us to meet with God. And that's been God's intent all along. From is, the very I want to meet with you, I want to live with you, I want to wander with you in the desert as you come out of Egypt, I want to be with you. I want you to be my people and I will be your God and I will be in the tent right alongside I'll you. I'll provide the way and for I'll you provide to the be way. with me. Yeah. So we're out of time. i um, Jim. And I'm Dorothy. And we hope you join us next week for the last of the build with the clothing of the high priest here on More, more Than, Than Ink.
0: There are many more episodes of this broadcast to be found at our website, morethanink.org. And while you're there, take a moment to drop us a note. Remember... The Bible is God's love letter to you. Pick it up and read it for yourself, and you will discover that the words printed there are indeed more than ink. That's good.
2: Yeah, let's leave that alone.
0: This has been a production of Main Street Church of Brigham City.